back to DC Cinematic Minute, a daily podcast where we analyze Dawn of Justice by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And I'm Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Joe Dorowski. And if you want to see me talk about something in a very different tone, I just published a book that I co-authored about the TV show Frasier which is very unrelated to BVS, Dawn of Justice. But I do a lot I've of ne- work with pop culture. Let's try to connect it. You want to try, try to connect, connect it? it? I've never seen an episode of Frasier. I remember it being on, but I was never. And, like, everybody tells me it's hilarious. So I don't know how to. No. We can't connect. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of any actor crossovers or anything. No, nothing? Anyway. Cool. Um, <laughs> today... We're talking about minute number 24 of Dawn of Justice, uh, this movie minute, movie minute. This minute's going to start out with um, Rucka, Officer Rucka, looking over his shoulder in a suspicious way. Ooh, scary. And the minute's <laughs> going to end with um, scene change, Lois Lane unpacking from her trip uh, in a very cool-looking apartment. Oh, my God. I want to talk about this apartment, but yeah. we'll get there. <laughs> Um, this apartment is snazzy. This is something. It's a. Anyways, we'll get there. We'll get uh, there. So yeah. So so still on the Batman train. Yes. We Speaking of who, there. we get to see this guy. Who? We see him. Who? Oh. Oh yeah. Totally. This is the minute. This is the minute you've been waiting minute. for. What minute is this? Twenty four. Should have been minute twenty seven, so that it all wrapped up. <laughs> You think? Yeah, that way you could be like, oh my god, it's minute 27, it's the first appearance of Batman, just like Detective Comics 27. Uh, we'll get there. <laughs> okay, we'll get there. So yeah, um, yeah, I don't know why I have, um, there. I have, I think we all have issues with this minute. It, well, let's not, let's try not to. Let's work them out, let's <laughs> hug it out. Let's, wh- uh, why is this minute great? Why is this minute great? Because we get to see Batman, and he is pretty spooky. I will yeah. say the the spinning after, across the ceiling is works like that. It is. I'm going to tell you this minute is great, and this is what I was trying to save for this entire week. It's not that much because I feel like we've talked about a lot of it. This minute Maybe is great this because someone's first time listening to this show, and this could be the very first time that they're hearing what you're about to say. They're going to start on minute 24. Yeah, it could happen. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the way that Batman is portrayed in this minute is, it's beautiful. It's something that I always wish to do or wish that they would uh, do, wish that they would do. Um, it's not beautiful in the sense that it's so he, huh, his movements is what we're going to go at. Joe said his movements, what he's crawling across the ceiling. That's what Batman should be seen as this creature that's clinging to the wall somehow avoiding shotgun shells and with almost superhuman like speed getting out of the way like that's it's, it's a it's a creature it's, he it's moves doing. just like a bat yeah he moves very i don't know yeah it's it's just like a bat just like a demon it's just it's scary looking um but joe said he's in a very well-lit corner like <laughs> Well, <laughs> yeah. So it's like you you add something really cool, like an awesome element to it, and it's like also how did he not? And I, I I've always trying to figure out what the positioning of the cop Rucka was in this thing. How did he not see him? He wasn't. At that's first, what I wrote down is Batman is not in that corner when he first walks when he up. first walks in. No, when he because if you think about it, that corner 
Okay, so let's look at it from like, okay, if you're listening, you're standing by the entrance of the door. Yeah. You're looking into the room. Top left. Top or the back left corner. Yeah. So all the way across the back across of the room. Across from me. From the you. left corner, that's where Batman is. Yeah. On the right side is a radiator with a guy handcuffed, back cuffed. So I'm looking at this way. It looks like he's in the middle and Batman is just... Sure. 45 but degrees more, in the more corner. over to the right is the criminal right yeah and then in the corner to the left is batman um if you're if it's lit up like that by that light bulb yeah he's not there you know so, when he first walks in yeah when he because you're walking into the room, yeah you're looking at the criminal he's obviously not there or is he and he, he's just that good at optical illusions that you don't see him but you know <laughs> when he turns around then he's there yeah so it begs the question, is, like, Batman trying to be seen? Yes. I think he's supposed to make himself be seen. The, the dude is a theatrical person. He dresses up like a bat and jumps on rooftops to rooftops and punches people stealing diamonds. Like, he's just a very theatrical person. Of course he's going to want to be seen. The guy's been doing it for 20 years. Somewhere in his mind, he has that need to be the superstitious character that he's supposed to be, to strike fear in the eyes of both the gcpd and the criminals like he has gotten to this point where he has to be batman because he could be like i want you to know i was here he has to be batman he brands people for god's sake like he it's boom i'm batman i'm here like listen and learn hear me roar yeah so if he wants to be seen did he leave that batarang on purpose as the calling card saying batman's here absolutely yeah one He's not Batman doesn't miss batarangs, you know. Doesn't throw a batarang and it misses and he's stuck in a wall. If it's getting stuck in a wall, it's like you got dude's arm is attached to it and he's not moving. Maybe I talk up the character too much. <laughs> no, I I think he wanted to be seen. Always, yeah, he has to be. Like I said, I mean what, Liam Neeson says it in uh Ray Shalgul says it in uh begins you know it's like oh i see you took my thing uh, of theatrics quite literally yeah yeah and it's like you're damn right <laughs> like that's just always what it is like think about it batman is a regular guy that dresses up like a bat so another villain just said that not too long ago i can't remember who said it but it was just like they commented on batman's theatricality thing. yeah it's like being a little overboard yeah Yeah, definitely so even if we're saying like he wants to be seen by the cop i have a question for you when you saw this was there laughter at batman being perched in the corner like that over the cop shoulder because there was in my theater yep yeah i didn't yeah i I would i would admit that i I was a lot i I laughed as well because it it didn't when i first saw it it didn't hit me that i needed to be looking this deep into this movie we're 24 minutes in and not once have you and i mentioned our first viewing of the film oh, i yeah. saw i saw donna justice um we were together didn't we? No, no you saw it first you i got, got, the, the, early got the early screening because i went to see the trailer in the imax theaters yeah. and then we all got like tickets to see it a week before it came out and so i remember like the place was packed full of people everyone was like the anticipation was so high yeah um to see this film um and i i remember seeing this moment like batman in the corner and i was like is he just hanging out there in the yeah. corner? And what was weird, and what was weird is what I was expecting the snickering or something, and it was dead silent in really? the theater. Because everyone was like, I guess because the moment 
calls for a lot of suspense. So yeah. like no one had commented on it yet or no one laughed. But I was thinking it and I was I guess I was doing like one of those things where it's like no one's laughing. Is is this weird to me only or do you remember when we saw it? Because I the first time I saw it, you were with us. When and I saw it with you the second time, yeah. I was more like we saw it opening night. I was more Easter egg hunting and kind of like trying to put the multiverse or the universe together. Yeah. So um, things like that didn't bother me the second time, but I think I was a little like, all right, Nate and my, Nate and Matt are gonna laugh at this a little bit because Batman's gonna be hanging out in this corner here. <laughs> um, and I probably did laugh. It's and just... I, I just, I think I tried to validate it then about what was going on. And I still haven't done it until just now where I was like, he's got to be like, oh, look at me. I'm here. Um, I'm going to terrify you. But then again, it's like maybe he's hanging out here because he still has more interrogating to do with this guy. I mean, maybe he wants to see the cop's reaction to what is going on. Maybe the cop's. uh, Maybe he knows a cop that, you know, the the other guy. um, Maybe Batman's like. I want to know if these cops are corrupt too, because this yeah. guy looks like a new guy. This is yeah. Ruck is a new cop on the somewhat he, new. He's like a We're junior. Gonna, he's yeah. like a we can he's a young pup. New. Yeah. So if that's what uh, Batman's trying to figure new? out, does Rucka, by shooting at him, proclaim his innocence or that he's a dirty cop? Uh, innocence. Innocent. Because it's because it, he's he obviously ignorant, sees how scared he is. Ignorance is not the same as innocence. Ignorance is yeah, is exactly good point, Mark. Good callback. Um, um, yeah, I think it's more of an innocence because of how quick it was and how f- frightened he is. I mean, like Batman looked at him, saw his face, and he goes, "I don't know this kid. He's good," and like <laughs> crawls away. But if it was Malicelli, like, he probably would have been like, "I." Know if it was Malicelli, he could have gotten down and been like, "Look, this is what I need. What information do you have for me?" Huh? And then leave. That's what I'm thinking. Like he was waiting to see like who what cops are responding in case, you know, he knows them. If not, it's, you got to think it's 20 years. So of now Batman. you also have to ask this Mazzucelli when he says, how about you don't shoot the good guys? Is he referring yeah, exactly, to Batman? Exactly. He's referring well. to both of them. Or is he just like referring to himself and Batman himself and Batman? You think he's, you think they're buddies? Yeah. Maybe not buddies, but I think there is an understanding between season GC. P- Gotham Those City who are Police still in the field because the field. Batman yeah. has allowed them to be. Yes. Cops. Oh, good. Dang, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, 20 I years of Batman, dude. If you're still a cop after 20 years of Batman, you must be a good cop. Absolutely. So I'm I'm liking all the explanation that's being provided about why Batman's hanging out in the corner the way he is, but it really does still have to be say, said that it does not work as an audience for the audience watching the Not movie. at all. Not at all. Not at all. Um, it didn't hit at all. Like, this was like, like what? Like, what happened? It was just... It should have been a... Well, not should have been, because I hate being that guy who's like, oh, this is how it should have been. Who cares what you thought it should have been? Yeah. But let's say I was the director or cinematographer. I would have had a blacked out corner and then just the white eyes open up. That's it. And then, like, you know, stand up in a tall way. Look, look at all the time, like, Batman goes from, like, a crouched position, like, if he's, like, down on his, yeah. you know, knees he's or like whatever. like a moving and then, ink yeah, blot. Yeah, ink blot standing up. And then he's usually so, like, towering over who he's, like, yeah. going, you know, due to maybe shadows and illusions or whatever. But, like, have something like that. It's a demon. It's a creature that they're seeing. And then maybe the shotgun shells take you away from that. So then it does, like, snap it into, oh, it's just a guy. I would have never have played into it looking like Ben Affleck or anything. It would have just been like, 
a monstrous creature. It would have actually looked a like a demon. Figure. Yeah. And then it would have like flew away or something. Or even and if he, he would have been like, if it had been so rapid moving, like like just something like when he's moving across the ceiling, that all works because it's just motion. But you feel it, and and that works. But that still image of yeah. him hanging <laughs> in the corner with his arms outstretched. It's, yeah. It, it's something about it's that weird. doesn't work at all. It looks like you got caught, and it doesn't look like you were. <laughs> it's not trying like you're, to get yeah, caught. trying to get caught. It's, it's trying look to be like seen. yeah. It's like why? What is you being two feet higher from the ground like causing? Like why is he? Maybe it's not two feet. How how? It doesn't look like he's that high up off the ground, <laughs> uh, standing in that corner. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like the he's out of a sight line because he's that high. I'm like, nope, that's still yeah. still main sight line like, of someone walking in the room. It's like maybe a six foot ceiling. It's like an abandoned apartment building or something like that. Maybe a six foot ceiling. If Batman already is six two, crap. Yeah, see that doesn't work out. <laughs> um, yeah. It just doesn't look like he's that high off the ground, so we're out of sight. I don't know. It's the movement of him moving through the hole and everything is right. That looks like a creature. The cape. It looks like a black blob. Like how did he get out of there? Like and then what is he grabbing onto? What is he crawling on? Like it's the way he, he just Spider Man, yeah, he just yeah. Spider Man that whole thing out of there, and it's like, whoa, what what happened? That's great, I like it, it's it's awesome. Oh, what the, out of toner again? Oh, Lois Lane is gonna kill me. Hey, does anyone know where we keep the toner cartridges? Of course, everyone knows we keep the toner cartridges in the supply closet. The only problem is we're completely out. I just checked. Completely out? But I gotta get these articles printed and on Perry's desk by Monday the latest. Well, you could go to Amazon.toolmedia.com and buy the toner from there. They definitely get here before Monday. Amazo who? Amazon.toolmedia.com. You can find almost anything on there and it'll get here faster than a speeding bullet. And a fraction of what you pay for goes to helping out some podcast called DC Cinematic Minute. Well, that's awesome. I'm all about helping others, as you know. <laughs> all right, so Amazon.2OldMedia.com. Well, I better get to it before Superman stirs up another headline. So what about the other controversial part of this scene, uh, or the other part that some fans feel doesn't work, the branding of the bad guy? I've never had a problem with it. Not once have I ever been like, that's yeah, no. too brutal. I've always felt like... That. Because I even when the trailers came out, like oh he's branding people now, I always was like, wait, is that is that like not okay? Because I felt like that yeah. would always be like, all right, he's he's a. I've always been on the thing where like Batman isn't as good as a person as people have been saying. Like I've Absolutely. always I've always been on that ship anyways. So yeah. the movie didn't really trick me into thinking like, oh, what Batman's like kind of a corrupt person. I've always kind of been on that side as like oh, he's always been that guy. Yeah, absolutely. So. Seeing him brand people, I, it felt very normal to me. See, to um, me, it bothers me, I think, not because I don't think Batman would hurt a bad guy. Obviously, he's punching them and concuss. I don't know how many concussions he's caused in his life, which is serious yeah. long-term damage to a lot of bad guys. Oh, yeah. But yeah. the mechanics, like, there's something very different about choosing to brand someone. Like, how is he heating up his Bat brand? Did he build the bat brand himself that he's going to be doing does he does he sit there and hold it with the blowtorch in front of the guy beforehand like the mechanics of that particular kind of violence seems off to me for what batman how he's usually portrayed and how i usually see the character you know i would not put it past him that he has like a blowtorch in his belt and like just <laughs> heats up his brass knuckles in front of him that's terrifying 
Like, you know it's coming, and you know what happens when you get branded. The criminals obviously know. It's a death sentence. So, like, you, that, that buildup of this is coming to you, and you knowing that it's going to happen is you just... You have to watch Batman heat up his Batman. Exactly. God damn. And you already think, like, this is a superstitious demon character that's going to kill me flying out of the sky if I do something wrong, and then, boom... No, the reality of him killing you is him branding you. All right, I, I have a follow-up question. He doesn't question, even then. actually. Kill. Yeah, go ahead. You said he's still blowtorching his brass knuckles. Has he ever burnt himself? And they're like, ah, oh, shoot, ah, <laughs> like shaking Probably. his hand in front of the bad guys. <laughs> it can't already be warm because or warm. Where's he gonna pull it out of? It's not yeah, like a exactly. cigarette lighter. Yeah, no, he's got to heat it up, and that's what again. It's just like the deliberate mechanics of this doesn't work for the way I use. Like the violence of Batman to me is usually like spontaneous, and it you know it happens. Um, yeah, but there's a deliberate deliberateness to the act of branding that it's just I can't, I can't visualize how that takes place, and then not have it be you ridiculous. Describe, you describe him as spontaneous. <laughs> well, like the the <laughs> violence is like he just does whatever violence is necessary in the moment to reach his end, right? I see. I would disagree. I mean, I've always been on the the side of of Batman and and Bruce himself has has always been five steps ahead so like he knows exactly what to do so taking the time out to actually be more theatrical and (laughs) heat up a brass knuckle in front of your victim like that's just that just seems like yeah it's part of the plan like you know what's going to (laughs) happen i don't know and then that's just like the arkham in me as well like uh, you know like some lunatic not just some no the arkham city game style where it's like every Uh. sort of fight sequence is all planned out like you have to do, you know, disable their weapons and get up those guys and sneak up to those. Like, I don't know. That's just like, thing. yeah, everything is the warehouse scene in this movie. Everything has always been planned out, in my opinion, when I relate it to Batman. He's um, just always ahead of the game. He knows exactly what he's going to do. Just trying to think know. with the, the whole, the branding. I, um, what if he had like, like, you know, the brand was on the right hand and it's on the knuckles and in his left hand he has like this, like Iron Man, uh, some pulsar like or something coil and coil or coil something. and like he like like you know uh, <laughs> the classic fist, fi- the... Fist, in, fist in the hand to heat it up that's cool that's still theatrical i could be batman i can be a theatrical batman <laughs> that might actually be how he that might be how he heats it up and i like that that's cool right that's yeah, a cool motion yeah we should have seen that that's maybe cool i like that <laughs> maybe in justice or... league <laughs> yeah um it would be i always said that we don't see enough of the bat brand thing you see it here and you see it at the end you don't see it enough in the theatrical version i was thinking like if you're gonna fight someone or if this batman is gonna fight things that are not human he should always be fighting with two bat brands on each hand and like what a you think what a way to punch something like if he's imagine fighting parademons with and you're hands, branding them with every but punch. like you have the bat brands on so it's like you you, ha- you just have super powered fists at this point and like beat up parademons with those it's a really hot fist yeah yeah that'd be cool to see that would be cool to see it's like brass knuckles but they're on fire so you know that, let's see more of it Iron i don't know fist. i see i don't i'm trying I don't, to think of other characters I don't have, a problem that with have that. this like, is, is it really that controversial joe that this bat branding thing happens I, it was the biggest yeah, backlash when the first trailer dropped right I see. I don't. I don't remember. I don't know I, why. I remember that. But like, like after the first trailer, I remember shutting out a lot of things because mm-hmm. I didn't want to hear all the negative 
from it i, I don't i don't remember yeah i remember um, the first trailer dropped like every entertainment site that was like dropping the taylor trailer like in the discussion afterward was like batman brands people in this in this world <laughs> so is branding in general a big issue is it a controversial is- issue like are we should are people like advocating to stop branding anymore like what's is that just not a thing it's unethical is it unethical <laughs> yeah some animals don't deserve to be branded true so, i mean i guess there are you better can... ways to tag people but then or, what's the difference I'm between sorry, tagging animals. them and branding them like burning versus getting your ear pierced how about you just don't tag people how about no. you just don't brand you know you know you're beating up a villain do you I, well, really again, I think there's them? a there's a difference in the violence of a fight to stop someone from doing something bad versus the torture of branding. I think for some people's, you know, one reason why there was such pushback on it. I yeah, I guess maybe because they didn't have because haha callback to however long ago we talked about it because in the past Batman has never been seen as a scary terrorizing villain. He's always been seen as an actor portraying a character. That's it. So we don't get this. Well, a heroic bad character. guy Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. heroic character Who, who's go. doing Sorry, violence in the name of good, but branding exactly. is torture, which is again uh, just a different exactly. different level of violence. I'm all for it. I'm on board. When it comes to like the hero spectrum, he is like chaotic good. So we get more of the chaotic that make we get more of a um, in this scene really or the whole movie really yeah um it really explains why he's considered chaotic good um we're in like dark knight it's all just he's pretty much like a lawful good you never get like a chaotic sense from him um which is what you know superman is the lawful good me and mike were having this conversation we were trying to figure out the difference between all those so we couldn't tell so what is chaotic evil what is chaotic evil it's the joker is it just yeah. chaos and and Lex Luthor is like lawful okay. evil? Okay. Um, Wonder Woman is neutral good. So could this Batman be ever, ever lawful evil? Could it be lawful evil? Yeah. No, that's um. No, because then yeah, that goes back to Lex Luthor. Now, I mean, those two characters are in this film; they're very similar. In this movie, so, they you know, have the same. That's agenda. where the, you know they come so, really close. So is Batman lawful evil in this movie? You could say that about. The Batman in Flashpoint. I would probably go that way. What What do you mean? You would say that about Thomas Wayne? Yeah. Okay, but I'm saying about Batfleck I'm in telling this movie. You, well, I'm telling you no. But, I mean, you can. If <laughs> you think, think he's can. lawful evil, then go <laughs> I, for it. I think so. I think he's just chaotic good. I'm just asking permission if I can do that. You can go that route. That's fine. <laughs> you think he's the villain or a villain. Oh, for sure. Um, And, yeah, so I... I'm lost. I got lost at some point. I think, point. I don't know how, I don't even know if I, I ever said anything about my notes on this episode, but I'm willing to just throw them all out at this point because I don't think they were any as, anywhere close to what, as good as we were talking about. Yeah, every, yeah. everything we just <laughs> talked about was nothing in my notes. And I really just have notes about um, the next scene in this minute. So if yeah, you for- have anything else left to say about ba- oh yeah uh oh god we hold on we skip yeah. we're skipping a lot hold on mazzucelli <laughs> says christ twice so let me just point that out wanna... i guess sh- sure why not he says christ twice yeah he like he gets shot at he says christ and then he walks up on the guy who's back cuffs and he yeah. goes jesus christ oh okay. he branded him right just to so get some christ references i guess well like when 
you know how people say like oh don't use his name in vain you know whatever you get yelled on the at way whatever. home from chicago the movies by minute convention ha huh? plugging that um yeah you know somehow you know holy cow yeah like i said holy cow you said holy cow k-a-l instead of holy cow That's and perfect. i was like wait a minute I'm keeping that. Yeah, it's perfect. So, like, this the universe is so saturated by a Jesus-like figure. Like, I think the whole curse from the curse word, I guess, mm-hmm. out of the name saying maybe it's oversaturated and, like, people just throw it all around like whimsy. I don't know. I say that like crazy. I'm sorry. I, I just I have the mouth of a sailor. So, it's normal to me. I'm going to start saying holy cow a lot more now. <laughs> I like it. Uh, one other thing, like just to pull in another positive about this, I do like the editing of when we're cutting to Lois Lane's world. Something about the pacing of like the day-to-day tasks of getting home after a trip and the way that the, the shots are put together, that works really well for me. The the mailbox shot was always like a um, flack, 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 kind of like, um, a, you know, like Edgar Wright kind of. Yeah, Edgar Wright kind of <laughs> style to me. So I always like that. And it was so weird because it was something that caught my attention because it's not the same style as anything in this movie yeah this whole are we done talking about batman i don't know if i want to dude we've yeah we have to be (laughs) okay 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 um yeah i wrote down that larry fong and i I think i also wrote it for no he i wrote in this one um this whole bit that we're going to be talking about lois lane in this minute and tomorrow's minute is larry fong making something that could be mundane very interesting as far as what we're seeing visually so yeah. the mailbox the zooming into the mailbox and cutting inside the mailbox and closing the mailbox the the panning over the 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 building itself to see the taxi and the way the taxi is positioned in the frame and it being a yellow taxi um, amongst all this kind of blue and gray i haven't even um it's just larry fong doing amazing work and then um and then tomorrow's minute will get a little bit more of amazing camera work by um larry fong but uh i just need to talk about this apartment first of all the hallway before she gets in is all brick um very open and rustic looking beautiful brickwork amazing already right it looks beautiful uh definitely got a chicago vibe to it um her bathtub i'm jealous i'm just gonna put that out there right now she's got a gorgeous bathtub you know, 100% jealous about it. And then we get this inside view of her apartment itself, which is really a house. Like, there's no way I could ever afford an apartment in Chicago, which is really metropolis. But, like, to I even be... Chicago was Gotham, we'd already established. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's both, both, right? It's both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, to have... This is... Like, imagine having an apartment with this much square foot. And, like, in Metropolis, like, Lois Lane must be pretty well off. I was expecting her, wait a minute. You remember her apartment in Man of Steel? It was yeah. still pretty, really nice. Pretty, really nice. No, it was still really nice. No, what do you mean? It looked like a hotel room. That's nice, in my opinion, man. But then look at this one. No, this one is definitely like, hey, I mean, it's probably like both She's like. Got money. You know, it, well, it's Cal and her moving into a. A place they probably were like we need more a space. Farm boy moving in with a farm boy. What money does he have? We're spoiling that she lives. He's with. Superman, man. He can find a, a gold mine and just bloop, and then no, that's that's of, totally out of morality. Yeah. So, 
No, I don't know, man. But she's, like, she probably when it makes comes a lot to like Clark Kent and Lois Lane, she's the bread bringer. Yeah, as they call it, right? Breadwinner. Breadwinner. Bring home the yeah. bacon. Yeah. Mm. Well, she's yeah. she's got some nifty artwork. She's got just enormous like bookcase. Yeah, lots and of books like there. Sh- and, but also like this, I don't know. It this house is too fancy for a couple of reporters. I think there's there's but I, it looks like African art and then also a European style bust is over on one against one wall over yeah. there. Which I wonder if that if we're missing some sort of that windmill in the corner. That's definitely Clark, Clark Kent. That was like yes. Martha Kent was like, "Here, take this with you." It's like, "Mom, I don't need any more stuff to take home. Quit giving me stuff." But obviously, she, he had to take that windmill. Going back to the beginning of the minute, not the beginning of the minute, the beginning of the Lois Lane thing. There's a red umbrella person. There's only one. You said it's a yellow taxi amongst all this gray and blue or whatever. There's a red umbrella. I don't know. You're trying to pull things? I'm trying to pull You're things. Reaching the over only there? Thing, reaching, the only thing I can reach out is Schindler's List. Hitting some hard heart strings for you? Maybe. Never saw it. Whoa. I don't I don't know. Okay, well in Schindler's List there's like, you know, it's all There's a red lamp it's in all this black and white. apartment. So does that tie in? Well there's also I mean, this is we're going into Superman's world, which has way more primary colors than Batman's world. Yeah. So you got yellow and red there. I'm looking for any blue. I guess there's blue on the why. on the um, mailbox labels are blue. Yeah. I, I just don't know why I feel like I need to look into every oh, aspect. Oh, we didn't even look at the name. I, oh, yeah. One of them name is from Tim Rigby. He was a stunt driver or stuntman, whatever. And then Claff. I don't know who that is. Obviously, Something Steen on the left that I didn't. It's not wide enough to see. I, I can't get over this apartment and how beautiful it is. And I don't know. She, maybe she must have made some money or something. She probably found out where all the toner was. And then she was able to get her faxes out. So her commission check went up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, even it looks like above the lamp where you said there was that European style bus. Above the lamp, there looks like another Oh, was a little face. tiny face. Um, could be Plato, could be any that you know. Clark has a thing of it Play-Doh. would be cool for Plato to be in here somewhere yeah. because Plato played into Man yeah. of Steel a lot. Um, but man, what a piece of work this apartment is! And I think that's about it because pretty much Lois Lane is starting a bath and then she's sifting through clothes for from her trip. So, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, but did you guys have anything else for this minute? No, sir. No, no, that was everything I had. Alrighty. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute. And you can find all our other shows at toolmedia.com. And if you want to join us, some of our past guests and listeners, you can find us at the Facebook group, DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow here on DC Cinematic Minute.